Today is Wednesday, June 21st, 2023. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. Hunter Biden to be charged. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating, share it with all of your friends. If you have one friend, you can share it with them too. They'll still be your friend probably after you share it. Uh, you can email us as well, quickstartpodcast at cbn.org. We'd love to hear from you. We're glad you're with us going through the news of the cray, as we call it here, each and every weekday, 7 a.m. Joining me, as always, Billy Hallowa. As I said, Trey is on vacation this week. Billy, it's hump day. What's up? I can't believe this week has flown by. Lots of weird news this week, too. A lot, lot of, of weird news. news. Yeah, a lot yeah. of weird news. Again, we're going to dive into the you know the submarine, you know this uh, Titanic expedition yeah. that's missing. I mean, all of this, and uh, and I have a priest, a fake priest story, Billy, that I am shocked you didn't bring to me first before I brought to you. But we're going to discuss it here in a minute. But what do you have coming up on the focus story? Yeah, we're going to be talking about the CEO of Goya Foods. He gave a really interesting interview on Fox News recently talking about the country, the state of affairs, and spiritual war. All right. Yeah, sounds good. And uh, Trey has a conversation. He recently caught up with Jim Caviezel, the actor, on his latest movie, The Sound of Freedom. So good conversation there. That'll be coming up on the main thing. But first, we're going to get through the news here in 90 seconds. And Hunter Biden has agreed to plead guilty in the federal case stemming from an investigation that's gone on for multiple years into his tax affairs. He's also going to plead guilty to a couple of misdemeanor counts of willful failure to pay federal income tax. And he agreed to enter uh, into a pretrial diversion agreement regarding the separate charge of possession of a firearm by someone who's not allowed to have one. So Hunter Biden's income was $1.5 million annually for 2017 and 2018. And officials said despite owing over $100,000 in income taxes each year, he didn't pay it. A massive search is underway to find this submersible craft with five people on board. It went missing over the weekend. They were out looking for the Titanic Coast Guard officials said there's about 24 hours left uh, on this craft for if they're still alive inside of it, and including being on board as a British adventurer billionaire who created the craft is reportedly on board. And a restaurant in California has been ordered to pay $140,000 in back wages after they hired a fake priest to get their employees to confess their sins at work. Those are just some of today's top headlines. You can check out those stories and more over at cbnnews.com. Billy, I've got I've to tell you about this story. The details didn't have time. Music bed was running out on me there in the news segment. But this California restaurant, check this out. They lost a $140,000 suit in back wages because they hired a fake priest to extract workers' confessions. And investigators called it, quote, one of the most shameless acts of corruption an employer has ever taken against its staff. And it said under oath, uh, one of the employees of this uh, Takira 
Garibaldi explained how the restaurant offered a supposed priest to hear their workplace sins. The fake priest asked them to talk about getting their sins out, including asking them if they'd been late for work, stolen any money from the restaurant, or had, quote, bad intentions, end quote, towards their employer. I don't know what was going on in this scenario here, but wow, that is something I never thought I'd read. Crazy. I mean, points for creativity. I, you know, <laughs> I mean, it, come it, on. It's very deceptive. <laughs> it's deceptive and it's terrible, but I don't know. I mean, if I, if I you know, strolled into CBN and you had a priest suddenly waiting for me there or somebody waiting for me to like confess my sins in the workplace, I think I'd be like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, but but if you're using fear as a tactic and I don't know the ins and the outs, you know, to try to get people to do that, you know, it, it's I could see why this would be a manipulative and terrible oh. thing. It's out of a Lifetime movie, really. Yeah. No, it seems like something. I, and I don't know whose sin is worse here, Billy. This this guy deceiving his employees and going on a witch hunt or the person who is posing as a fake priest. I mean, yeah. where which where do you put the the hierarchy here? Both are bad. I think I'm going to go with the fake priest here. I think if someone comes to me and says, "Hey, Dan, I'm going to need you, just an idea here. We're spitballing. You go in, pretend to be a priest, get them to confess everything to you, and then just bring it to me, and I'll pay you a few bucks." <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, I, I look, an actor's an actor, Dan. People need to eat, so <laughs> I guess somebody's just willing to take the job and and do yeah. it. I don't know. I, it, it is bizarre. Can you imagine getting that call if 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 this is an actor or somebody they knew? Like, hey, I need you to do this. Here's what you're going to do. It's possible this priest didn't even know what he he was doing. Like, yeah. it is possible. Like, hey, we're going to have you do this, and you know, this is what we're paying you to do. But I'm sure I'm sure they must have known. Yeah, conveyed convey the information. Well, right? look, this it just if you're in the if you're an actor, an aspiring actor, an actress, and ask questions before the gig. Let's just. Make sure you ask lots of questions. Get the details. You don't want to find yourself agreeing to something. And then next thing you know, you're pretending to be a priest at some guy's office and getting all these confessions. Uh, yeah. it's not Dan, gonna... Dan wants to hire you to come and talk to Trey and I about our sins. Oh, <laughs> so uh, yeah. By the way, I forgot to tell you, Billy, uh, coming up at the end of this week, we're going to have um, uh, a priest in the office and uh, just, you know, just talk to him. It's fine. It's fine. Nothing to see here. <laughs> but uh, all right. Uh, moving on from fake priests and fake confessions, we are going to go here to our focus story. And the longtime CEO of Goya Foods is speaking out about the dire moral state of America. I mean, as case in point by the last story. But uh, what is he pointing at here? What is what's the story? Yeah, yeah, this is this is a really interesting one. It's uh, company head Bob Unanu. He is expressing his concerns about America, the direction America has taken in the last couple of years. And, you know, as he's doing this interview with Fox News, you hear him talking about politics, but he very quickly you know, transitions into spiritual matters as well. And, you know, he, he basically said, look, you know, we're in bad shape. What has happened in the last two years is a complete disaster. Those are the words that he used to talk about politics. And he was speaking as a businessman, looking at his business, Goya Foods, you know, popular food um, brand. And, you know, then went in, though, to this need for an intervention. And again, you think he's talking politics only. Uh, but then he says, we're going to lose this country, our morality, if something doesn't change. And so the intervention he's speaking about is not just a political intervention. It's also a spiritual intervention, which is which is really 
really interesting. He says, we are in a spiritual war. He borrows language from Ephesians 6, right? I'm in this interview on Fox News. And so it's always interesting to see a prominent businessman who's probably worth millions, right? Yeah. Out there talking about, wait, 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 all this dysfunction, there's a spiritual element to it. Yeah, absolutely. And what did he uh, have to say about Latinos who are currently coming to America? Yeah, you know, he was talking about how um, Latinos coming into America, that that he obviously is representative of that group as well. And he was saying, look, you know, this is a big group in this country. A lot of people, you know, he talked about the open border. He had a little line about the open border. Uh, but he said, these are people who hold on to values of God, family, life, and work. Um, and he said, a lot of these people, these Latinos have escaped communism and they've escaped chaos, but yet they're coming to America and experiencing attacks on free speech that are happening here. And I thought that was an interesting line of him sort of juxtaposing, you know, hey, these people are fleeing countries countries where horrific things are happening. And now we're having some of those issues unfold, you know, obviously not communism per se, but, but a battle for the soul of America in a lot of ways. And really we are definitely experiencing a free speech battle. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he talked about our kids being under attack as well. So it's interesting to, to hear him talk about that. Yeah, indeed. And what did he have to say about Trump? Yeah. So he had a lot to say about Trump and you can watch this over on Faithwire and CBN, but he basically said that he supports Donald Trump. That's who he wants to see win, it sounds like, for president. He had a lot of spiritual matters to address with Trump, basically saying, you know, look, he, he feels like God has sort of brought Trump out to be the leader. He really seems to believe Trump is going to be the one who's going to bring people closer to their faith, which, again, that's been a big point of contention and a big debate um, around around Trump and who Trump is. Uh, but yes, a big Trump Trump supporter. And I think, look, when you're a CEO taking out all the spiritual references and you served under Trump and you served under Biden, regardless of whether or not all of it is a president's fault, the climate financially is very different right now than it was under Trump. So I could see why a business person would maybe have favored life yeah. a couple of years ago. <laughs> so did he like kind of single out any specific morals that he was concerned with? Because, of course, you know, one of the things that a lot of Christians had to deal with last go around with Trump was, well, OK, maybe he's not the most moral president, but I'm not I'm not affect, I'm not I'm not electing a, you know, a pastor in chief. I'm just electing a commander in chief that and he's going to get me a lot of the things that I hope for pro-life bills, et cetera, regardless of what he believes. So that's how a lot of people sort of compartmentalized maybe the short, the moral shortcomings of Trump, if you will. So what, what is he kind of saying when he's talking about, we need moral restoration? Is there any specific issue he's pointing at? Um, and then, you know, cause he's talking about Trump, he wants Trump back in yeah. the, in the white house as well. Yeah, you know, it's interesting when he said the thing about the Holy Spirit, you know, before he got to Trump, he was really saying that that transformation that the nation needs, it's going to come through the Holy Spirit. It's going to come through faith. Yeah. And so that was a little bit separate. But when he went into the Trump thing, really, he didn't get very specific. But if you were reading between the lines, it really sounded more like policy, right? That that somebody like Trump is going to implement policies that are going to allow people to get closer to God, let's right. say, or, or maybe like, look, we just got through this coach last year, right? Having to fight all the way to the Supreme court to pray on the 50 yard line. We've had child transition conversations going on. All of these things that are happening. I think that's where the policy comes in. Roe v. Wade, look, regardless of whether people like Trump or not, he happened to be the Republican president who happened to put people in place in the Supreme court who overturned Roe v. Wade. Mm -hmm. And so 
I think that those are the kinds of things he's referring to that having somebody like that there. Now, the bigger question people will have is, well, why not one of the other 11, the 11 other candidates running for the GOP, right? Why Trump? And I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, no, I mean, it'll be, it's certainly going to be interesting to watch it. We, you know, you and I were talking just about some recent polls that are coming and, you know, Trump's performing in those polls very well against Biden and uh, even ahead of how DeSantis is performing in Biden. And it's very early, you know, there's a long way to go. A lot can happen. A lot of viral clips to be had in the next uh, several months. So we'll see what happens. But uh, and court hearings and court yeah. hearings. Yeah, you know, there's right. one well, in yeah, August. Yeah, of course. yeah, there's one in August for Trump. Then you've got the one before the election. So right. there's a lot. But but those don't seem to be affecting anything. So it'd be interesting. No, I mean, well, it certainly has a feel of them just throwing things against the wall and hoping something sticks. Um, that it's, that's certainly what it feels like at this point. And so unless something yeah. does actually stick, I don't think any of these things are going to have much of an impact except for like you said, in the reverse, where it's going to help them because they're going to look at him as a political victim. Well, but, now you've got Hunter Biden too, yeah. right? So you've got, now you've got multiple elements of this yeah. going on. Indeed. So. All right. Well, we'll stay on it. I appreciate you bringing that one today, Billy. We're going to head over to the main thing now. And Jim Caviezel, who obviously many of you are familiar with after having played Jesus in The Passion of the Christ by Mel Gibson. He's in a new movie called Sound of Freedom. And this is about Tim Ballard, who's a former U.S. agent and um, the founder of OUR, which is Operation Underground Railroad. And they go on these missions to try to go undercover and try to rescue young girls and boys out of sex trafficking in different areas around the globe. It's fascinating stuff. And Trey Gons Phillips has the interview with Jim Caviezel for today's Main Thing. For many, Jim Caviezel became a household name when he portrayed Jesus Christ in Mel Gibson's epic film The Passion of the Christ, a movie during which he faced significant physical and spiritual obstacles. Now he's portraying anti-sex trafficking advocate Tim Ballard in the new dramatic biopic Sound of Freedom from Angel Studios. The movie is in theaters beginning July 4th. We spoke with Caviezel about the spiritual warfare he faced while filming this movie, as well as his perspective on faith-based entertainment writ large. Here's a portion of our conversation. I remember so clearly those interviews that you did after the movie talking about uh, being struck by lightning when you were up on the cross. And to me, that so clearly is instances of spiritual warfare manifesting in physical ways. Talk a little bit about, were there any instances of that uh, in this movie? Not the same thing, of course, but instances when you felt pushback, uh, felt that spiritual warfare uh, as you were creating this film? It's a great question. It it took not just me as an actor. I couldn't have done it without Eduardo, who we, we lost our money. Let's pause here for a moment because this is an important part of the story. Eduardo Verastegui, who plays Paul in the movie and serves as the producer of the film, told us he was struggling for years to get funding for Sound of Freedom. In fact, the first investment he got in the film was a true answer to prayer. He had asked the Lord if the film was to be made to somehow provide 10% of the budget. Well, in a chance meeting at a party, Eduardo saw a friend of a friend he hadn't seen in quite some time. He told him about Sound of Freedom. That acquaintance, moved by the story, offered a lump sum that just so happened to be exactly 10% of the film's total budget. But then, two days before shooting, 
they lost an additional $5 million they needed to get the ball rolling. And yet again, in 48 hours, another door was opened. The money came through. From day one, Eduardo said, they've been walking on water. Now, let's get back to Jim Caviezel. Eduardo then had to take it and carry it on his back for five years. So I did my job while I was there, but Eduardo actually had to hold this thing together while we were um, making it so that the, the, the evil one did not want this to be seen and did everything. But again, if we kept in our prayer, we kept praying because I'm always meditating on the Gospels and seeing Jesus as I did on the Passion. And I was able to then have these moments where, for example, in the movie, where I'm talking to one of the worst pedophiles that Tim had ever seen, and we're shooting one of French overs. So normally you shoot everything this way, stop camera, relight it, shoot that way. But this one we were shooting the same time. And so I mentioned something to Alejandro and I said that, you know, what do you think about me putting in this line? It just keeps hitting me. He goes, hmm, I don't know. Let's wait until the end. I said, okay. So what we shot was phenomenal. And I said, okay, I get, we're good. We don't need to do it. And Alejandro goes, uh, go ahead and try that line. So uh, I said, are you sure? And he goes, yeah, just go tell the other actor so he knows what's going on. So I walk over to him and I said, look, we've got this scene. Um, so I wouldn't even, we don't really need to do this, but we're going to try one. Just go with me. It's a throwaway. Um, and so action, we do the whole scene. We get to the end and I throw the line in. Better a millstone be hung around your neck that you be cast into the sea that you should ever hurt one of these little ones. And he looks at me and it's just brilliant how it all came out. It was like five moves in one moment. <laughs> so, uh, but it's things like that that were, you know, that wasn't it. That was a dark thing to talk about, but that's let you know what Jesus thinks about these guys. They ain't gonna, they're rejecting the Holy Spirit. Do what they do is the rejection of the Holy Spirit, and it's the only unforgivable sin. We we show the movie in Vegas, and now you probably have, oh, I don't know, probably 60% of the Christians are in the audience, all different faiths, but they're there. And when I say that line, 60% of the audience just explodes. And the four other 40% that don't know the Bible are going, well, what, what would we miss being able to take a movie? And like the passion or like this and and use it for good but not just good not like we don't go around saying hey we're in a faith-based film when we do these movies see when we did the passion we knew we could beat the best right it, it's not if you're a great basketball player don't say oh he's a basketball player the christian actor you say no he's phenomenal okay um our film i knew we could beat anyone in the world and so I, I hate the faith-based sound. You know what it says? It says, hey, hey, public, uh, we made this movie for you. It's a faith-based film, so you got to go see it. Hey, if it's not good, don't come and see it. This thing is phenomenal. All right, Trey, appreciate that conversation there. And that's going to leave us with time here for one last thing on the podcast. And we're going to go to 2 Corinthians 5, 17. 
Should be a familiar verse to most Christians here. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. And there's that difference when you accept Christ and the Holy Spirit is now dwelling within you. You're going to have different concerns. You're going to have different cares. You're going to have different convictions. You're going to you're going to be more aware of your sin and realize these are not the things. You're not going to be perfect, but you're going to have different desires than you did before. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and that's what this is all about, right? I mean, we read about so much brokenness in the news. We cover yeah. so much of it, right? But that all of us have a chance for for hope and life change through Christ. And that's that's what we're trying to point people to here on the show. Yep, absolutely. And it always drives me nuts when people say, oh, you just think you're this holier than thou Christian. It's like, no, 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 you've got it all wrong. I completely understand how sinful and warped and evil my heart actually is. And I'm just glad I know the Savior. So, yeah, uh, I work with you. I know, too. I know all that. I'm kidding. <laughs> fair I'm enough, fair enough, fair so enough, fair enough, fair enough. Lord willing, that creek don't rise. We'll see you back here tomorrow. 